Welcome. What up? To the Habits of the Few. What we got for them? Where we discuss habits, rituals, and mindset tactics that you can use to reach your version of success. Yeah. And now, here's your host, Mona Bolsi. So I wanted to ask, um, growing up, what was the one thing that uh, that you saw different than most people didn't? What was it that uh, you felt that you were different, I guess, in some sense? Or were you always like this? Were you always kind of uh, a go-getter type A, entrepreneurial? Or was it something that you had to learn? Was it a skill or was it just straight up DNA? You know, I th- ultimately, when I was very young, I learned a lot of lessons because uh, my dad pretty much made me figure things out myself. Yeah. Um, but I was always very inquisitive. Like I always wanted to know why. And I always questioned authority and I always questioned the norm. So I would say that might be the one thing that was, you know, a little bit different about me than maybe everyone else. I was, I was, uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of people like that, so I'm not saying nobody's ever been like that, but around my family and around my, you know, environment growing up, I was the one that was always questioning things the way they were and trying to figure out why they were that way. And, uh, you know, because my dad really made me kind of grow up by myself, really, uh, even though I had family and brothers and sisters, we were just kind of left to our own device, man. You, they made sure we didn't die. And other than that, we had to figure out everything ourselves. So, so that I think contributed to, to my abilities now. Do you think, um, so, so you definitely believe that that helped you and not hurt you? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's too many people nowadays that, that, that are somewhat entitled or they're, or they're helpless. They feel helpless or they seem helpless. I'm not sure. Cause again, you never, I can never li- literally blanket people or, or, or just throw blanket comments out there because there's obviously, you know, exceptions to every rule, but right. it seems like when I look around, you know, it's almost like everybody wants to make excuses. Everybody wants to blame somebody for something and when I was younger, growing up, I may have blamed a lot of people, but I also knew that if I wanted something, man, I had to do it. There was no one coming to help me. And so I just got things done and I figured things out. And, and I think nowadays when I look around and people are asking me questions, I'm thinking to myself, wow, man, what's happened? And I look back at the, all the lessons that we've learned throughout our lives. And a lot of them were just a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I had to unlearn a lot of things that were learned and people are out there going to these seminars and taking these courses and trying to learn these secrets of success. And I'm like, look, there, there really are no secrets at the end of the day. A lot of people don't even, they don't even really know what it is they want. So people are trying to be successful and they don't know what success is. Now, again, in their mind, it's rough. Yeah, money, this, that. But identify exactly what you want or it's going to be much harder to get it. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. When people say, hey, I'm, I'm, I want to be successful, I always say, well, tell me, tell me where you're trying to get to. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. And they always start out with, well, you know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know and the word I don't know always comes up. Well, yeah. dude, that's called ambig- ambiguity. That's not 
really what I would tell people if they want to be successful. If you want to be successful, step one, figure out what success looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Just because you have money does not make you successful. Amen. Uh, unless, of course, money is what you consider success. So, so start with figuring out what success looks like. What is success, literally and, and specifically? Then you can go get it. But, dude, I don't know how successful you are, um, but I can tell you that success is not hard. It boils down to choices that you're making. Mm-hmm. It boils down to habits, like you said. It boils down to consistency, and it boils down to choices. What choices are you making will literally determine how successful you're going to be. The choices you make determine the road you'll take, period. 100%. I think, um, I, I think I want to go back to complacency because I have a lot of younger siblings, boys and girls, brothers, sisters, cousins, whatever. And they see me because I, I barely graduated high school, you know, didn't go to college, made something out of myself. And, but they didn't realize that it took me 15 years, slept in my car for almost a year. Like I did a lot of struggle, you know, I was basically living off of food stamps, had my kids, it was just a shit show. And, you know, now they're kind of like bottle fed, spoiled, whatever. And they have all these aspirations. They want to do this, that, or the other. And yet they're in their mid twenties and they haven't accomplished shit. They're not contributing. They're still living at home. I see a lot of kids like this. Like, it's not just them. I'm not calling them out. And I just don't understand there's a, there's an eight year gap between me and them, eight to 10 years. I don't, I don't, I don't understand like how can we live in the same household, grow up in the same home. And yet they don't understand that they just need to get up off their ass and do something. You know what I mean? Like, what is that? What is that factor? What do you think like that is like just, just, just being comfortable. They just got, I don't know. They built a habit with being comfortable and that's just what it is. And the reality hasn't hit them yet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've been really trying to figure this out. Like, what is that thing? What do you think it is? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I come from a family where I'm pretty much uh, the only one who is, quote unquote, successful. Um, and I often wonder the same thing because we all grew up in the same house. But at the end of the day, I believe it's because they don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they're afraid to work because again, they all kind of work or look for work. One of the two, yeah. but they're looking for stupid work. You know, they're looking for a job instead of, <laughs> instead of trying to think what they can do to build uh, a life. Right. Um, sometimes you need a job to get to the next step, but when you get a job and your goal is to, you know, end up managing the place, and then, man, you can see yourself uh, becoming general manager someday. And, you know, it's like, in my mind, it's like, how, how do you think that's successful? So it's, it's to me, it's just thinking bigger. I don't think they think big enough. They think small. They think with a scarcity mindset and they limit themselves. They have limiting beliefs. And again, I don't know why I, I didn't get that. You know, I have the exact opposite. Um it might be it might be a curse in some cases, but in most cases it seemed to have been a blessing. I have brothers and sisters; some of them work for me, and it's like, uh, why would you want to work for your brother? Like it, it, at the end of the day, man, it, there's nothing wrong with working for somebody until you get to where you want to be. Now, again, 
I tell people there's nothing wrong with working for a company your whole life and retiring happy because if that's what's successful, if your idea of success is raising a good family, you know, putting your kids in a good school and a, and a, and a stable job and you're not willing to risk and your and your health is good and you're happy, well, then you're successful. You don't have to be a multimillionaire. You don't have to have the Ferraris and the big houses and the trips, but I want that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I've always wanted that. And ever since I was little, I told people I would be a millionaire. And again, I can still remember one, one day my brother said, man, you're so full of shit. You're never going to be a millionaire. None of us are ever going to be a millionaire. Yeah. Well, I didn't believe him, obviously. And I knew that I would, but guess what? He's not one. Yeah. That's what I mean. They've got this somehow limiting belief. And I don't know why, because we did, we grew up in the same house. It's kind of weird. Like, how am I the only one that thinks like I think, yep. but if everyone could change the way they think, I can promise you they'll change what they're getting out of life. And you know how do you change what you what you believe? Uh, you have to seek out new information, right? Right now, if you believe a certain thing, you have to seek out new information to to measure it and you know disprove it or something. Most people are not seeking new information. They took what they heard, they took what they learned, and that's what they believe. And nothing changes that, and that's why nothing ever changes for them. I questioned everything. I always questioned authority. I questioned the way things were. Why is it that way? Just ask why a lot. You know, why is it this way? Why is it that way? Why do people do this? So I was very inquisitive. And I think it just allowed me to unlock and discover, oh, a lot of this shit is crap. A lot of this stuff that my parents told me is not true. You know, a lot of the things our teachers told us weren't true. And if I, if I didn't really investigate, look and question, I probably would be working somewhere just like my, my siblings and a lot of my family, which is just, Hey, that's what life looks like. That's what you're supposed to do. Yep. It's almost like having this, cause, uh, kind of going back to like your belief system, you, you preach a lot about unlearning and I truly 100% believe in that because I feel like whatever your surrounding is like if you grew up in a surrounding household where your whole family and, and cousins and uncles and aunts they're entrepreneurs or multimillionaires and they're just building businesses and that's all you see then then your your belief system is you can build whatever the fuck you want but if you grow up impoverished and you're like i don't know in the projects you have nothing and this that or the other your your belief system is like just trying to get out of this thing is going to take you your a, a lifetime, right? So I truly believe that. I, I believe that you have to unlearn. Would you mind talking about that just a little bit? I know that's your 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 bread and butter that you've been really preaching, and I really believe in it. And I just want you to, if you wouldn't mind, kind of uh, elaborate for my audience a little bit on that. You know, it's funny too because I'm starting to see a lot of other quote unquote gurus out on the internet starting to use the word unlearn, and I always wonder, like, are they are they listening to me? and realizing that I'm right and now they're repeating it themselves or are other people waking up as well because could be both could be both but but you know I don't necessarily preach anything what I do on my social media is very simple you know like go go watch my story this morning dude I'm just jacking around with some of my employees having fun you know uh goofing off but but it always includes some sort of truth like for example anyone that doesn't use my technology is somewhat of a fraud and and i was joking 
you know, but, but what I mean by that is our technology does cost a little more than the average technology. Why? Well, because it's a multi-million dollar interactive proprietary technology that helps people learn. It's not a hosting solution that hosts videos. Make sense? So anyone that uses Lightspeed steps up to the plate, spends a little more money, which obviously demonstrates that they're concerned about the well-being of their student, of their end user. Where if you use some other crap that's out there, you're not concerned if someone learns what you're trying to teach them. You're only concerned if they pay your 197 or whatever you're charging. So, so I want people to wake up a little bit and realize there are a bunch of gurus that do know things and can help you, right? There are podcasts that are free, like yours, like mine, like Joe Rogan's, like all of these. There's thousands of podcasts that are free, Well, there's guests on there literally telling people exactly how to become successful, exactly what habits to form, exactly what to avoid and what to do. But yet, do we all do them? No. Why aren't we doing things that we know to be true that would work? For example, do you know that drinking a gallon of water a day is good for you? Yes or no? Yes. Do you drink a gallon of water? I drink actually about two. I'm I'm a little different. I, I do okay, know. so you might you might be the exception, but I want you to start asking your guest, ask people, say, hey, let me ask you a question. Do you realize that drinking a gallon of water flushes out your toxins, you know, creates elasticity in your skin, produces collagen? It really is overall the health, one of the healthiest things a human being can do. Are you aware of that? Most people will say yes. And then I want you to say, Do you drink a gallon of water a day? And they'll say, No. Okay, so look, you totally understand the fact that it's good for you and it's going to create longevity and health and good things in your life, yet... Always have gallons. <laughs> yeah, well, again, you're smart. You're probably going to be 100 years old and look, and look 40. But, but at the end of the day, people know that a gallon of water, a simple thing like a gallon of water a day is good for you, but yet most people won't do it. And they won't do it. Why? See, I question Why? Why? I, so, I so no, my kids don't do it. My, my wife doesn't do it. None of my family does it. I don't understand. What, what is it? Okay, well, I've, I've developed a theory. And now, this is just my opinion. This is just my theory. My, my theory is there's only two reasons why someone won't do it. Number one, they don't believe it. Okay. Or number two, they don't believe in themselves. They don't believe that they are worth the benefit. Now, the crazy part Mo is they aren't even aware of it. See, that's the crazy part because it's easy to fix something you're aware of. Yeah. It's very difficult to fix something you're not aware of. So at the end of the day, they aren't even aware that they don't love themselves. They don't value themselves. They don't respect themselves enough to do the things that they know are beneficial. Uh, they rationalize, they make excuses and ultimately end up not getting the benefits that they technically deserve. Why? Why? Well, because they don't think they deserve them. Ultimately, they don't love themselves. They don't respect themselves. They don't feel that they are worth the benefits. They're not even aware that they feel that way, which is the, the real tragic part. So let me explain. First of all, you, you realize we all have a subconscious mind, a subconscious 
The word subconscious tells you that we it's below our consciousness. It's below our conscious awareness. So we're not aware. So the subconscious happens without us being aware. So the subconscious has listened to everything we've ever heard our whole entire lives. It's listened to everything we've said, everything we've experienced, every newscast, every radio show, every podcast, every single thing we've ever heard, said, or done has been recorded by our subconscious mind. And if you think about it, growing up, we make a lot of mistakes. We procrastinate. We lie to ourselves. We lie to others. You know, we're full of shit. Um, you know, in some cases more than others, right? Our, 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 our intentions are a, a little bit more nefarious, a little bit more evil in, in some cases. People do change, but yet we hear, oh, people don't change. People do change. I guarantee you people change yep. and can change, yep. but we're taught wrong. Everything that's been recorded is in there. Now, if you're unaware that your subconscious mind has heard everything, you would be unaware if your subconscious mind has developed an opinion and that that opinion could be what's holding you back. It could be why you don't drink that water. It could be why you don't get off your fat ass and work out. It could be why you don't be nice. It could be why you don't work harder. It could be why you're not successful and you can't figure out why. Well, Maybe, just maybe, it's your subconscious mind saying, dude, you're a piece of shit. You've lied to people. You lie to yourself. You let yourself down. You procrastinate. You're a worthless piece of shit, quite honestly. And I'm not going to let you succeed because you don't deserve it. Now, your subconscious is saying this without you knowing it. So what does your conscious do? Your consciousness, you're not really sure why you don't do it. I'm not really sure why I don't get up and go to the gym and do what I'm supposed to do. I'm not really sure why I do what I do. Well, how are you not sure if you're totally convinced drinking gallon water works? Well, it's because something subconsciously must be stopping you. Now think about, have you ever caught yourself rationalizing why you shouldn't go to the gym or why you shouldn't work harder? Yeah. I do it all the time, dude. Yeah. Think I think to myself, man, I'm gonna get up, go to the gym on Monday, and then and then start doing this, then go in and go to work, and then Monday comes, I get up and I think, ah, man, I, I probably should I probably should get to work early, man. I'm a little bit behind on work. Let me skip the gym, um, and things of that nature, dude. I think, and I've been catching myself, and and and, and it totally changed everything I was thinking. As soon as I start thinking to myself, I'm not going to do something that I already said I would do, I instantly catch myself and make sure that I always do what I say I'm going to do. Because if you don't, that's letting yourself down and you're pretty much telling your subconscious mind, sorry, uh, you're right. I don't deserve shit. So anyway, that's what I think. I think people ultimately don't believe that they're worth it. And the reason they don't believe it is because their subconscious mind has heard all their lies and procrastinations and stupidity their whole life. And they're not aware that that's what's happening, but that's what's happening. And that's why you don't drink the gallon of water and you don't go to the gym and you don't work harder and you don't demand respect and you don't eliminate negative people that are holding you back. And you don't even recognize people that are holding you back. You invite people, you attract people that are holding you back. Why? Because your subconscious mind's helping you make decisions and the decisions it's helping you make are harmful. Because it believes that you don't deserve it. So, hey, I should go to the gym. Your subconscious mind says, no, don't go to the gym, dude. 
that, that that'll be a benefit and you don't deserve it. So let me figure out a way to make you rationalize and not go to the gym. So it starts to, and it doesn't sound mean. It sounds like this. Hey bro, you work a little harder, man. You probably should get in and work a little earlier. Hey man, screw those people. If they don't like you the way you are, huh? I mean, if they don't like you the way you are, fuck them. Like, dude, you don't need to go bust your ass and get abs just to make your friends happy. Screw society. Screw those people if they don't like you the way you are. And then you start going, yeah, man, I don't I don't need to go to work. I don't need to work out. Peer pressure. Yeah, dude, it's almost like people are holding themselves back. I always tell people, man, you want to get ahead. You want to fix everything in your life. There's one thing you can do, and it works every time. You go into the bathroom, you shut the door, make sure nobody's in there, and then look around, and you'll find the some bitch that can help you. Because it'll be the motherfucker looking at you in the mirror. That's who can help you. That's who can stop you from fucking ruining your entire life. And then, then what it boils down to it is this, Mo. Look, it ain't rocket science, dude. It ain't rocket science. Get your fat ass up and go to work, okay? Get your fat ass up and go to the gym, you know? Eat right, eat nutritious. Doesn't mean you can't enjoy a freaking donut or something. No, it doesn't mean that. But dude, on a consistent on a consistent basis, if you work out, eat right, you can eat pretty much whatever you want. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but but here's but here's my question: Why are there people gobbling down the shit food, laying on the couch, and not doing the right things? And, and it's clear that they're not the right things because in their head, they're rationalizing why they shouldn't have to. But and it it's very, deep, un- it goes deeper than that. You're saying that there's a program subconsciously that has been created. And that program is like basically telling your conscious mind, you don't deserve this. No, 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 no. If you were aware that it was telling you that you would probably snap out of it and argue with it and, and fix yourself. Okay. It's not telling your, your conscious mind that it's, it's, it's telling your subconscious or it's telling your conscious mind the opposite. Like, bro, don't worry about these people that think you should be in shape. Dude, fitness ain't everything. Yeah. It's tricking your ass. Man. That's what I believe. Because again, when I started realizing that, I started thinking about it, and I started to catch myself rationalizing. And I told myself, "Listen, consciously, if I start to rationalize, I'm going to instantly do the things that I'm trying to rationalize not to do." Because I recognize that if I'm telling the truth, if I'm correct. Every time I rationalize, that's my subconscious mind trying to fuck me out of something because it doesn't think I deserve things. So let me kind of trick it a little bit. So anytime I thought to myself, ah, I really don't want to work out. Well, dude, that's rationalizing. So I just drop what I'm doing, go to the gym and hit it. And guess what, dude? I was a lot fatter. I was a lot chubbier. I was a lot less healthy. You asked me why I quit vaping. Same thing, dude. My, 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 I felt like, screw it, dude. I can vape. It's not a big deal. Like, screw it. And then I thought, no, no, dude, if I'm rationalizing why I should do something, and, and, and if you think or kind of believe that that may be the indication that you're screwing yourself, that you're doing the wrong thing, let me, let me, let me just see if I can use that. And dude, everything started going like this. Everything started looking up. Everything started going right. Everything started freaking, you know, when it rains, it pours. It's like freaking everything started coming alive. I'm like, damn, dude, I'm onto something. And, and I started, you know, I started doing it off and on. And, you know, 
there's ups and there's downs and then you, you kind of forget and then you get back on things. So I'm telling you, there's something to it. I'm doing some studies to figure out, you know, what are my habits? You want some good habits? I call it the million dollar morning. Yes, sir. Well, there's the habits of a few, but if everyone does what I'm about to tell you, I'm pretty sure you'll probably be pretty well off, guaranteed. I call it the million dollar morning, okay? If I were to hand you a million dollars, Mo, would you be happy for the entire day? Well, yeah. Okay, now, everybody listening to this podcast, ask yourself a question. If someone just walked up, randomly handed you a million dollars, would you not be excited for the day, at least an hour? And most people are thinking, hell yeah, I'd be excited for the whole month. Right. So nothing could ruin your mood. You'd be in a pumped up positive mood. You'd be on fire all day long. You'd be smiling. If someone spit in your face, you'd wipe it off and be like, who cares? Let's go. So you'd be <laughs> totally pumped up if I handed you a million dollars. Now watch this. Mo, what would you rather have? A million dollars or life? Life. Simple choice. Yeah. What what am I going to do with a million dollars if I'm dead? Right. So, dude, it's a simple choice, right? Yeah. It's a simple choice. Everyone will make that choice. I would rather live than have a million dollars. Okay. So, every morning you wake up and open your eyes and you realize, I get to live. You don't act like you just got a million dollars. You don't you don't appreciate the fact that you're, you get to live, man. So the million dollar morning is waking up every morning grateful as if you were just handed a million dollars. If you woke up and acted as if the fact that you are alive today is worth more than a million dollars and you try to act as if you were just handed a million dollars when you open your eyes, because bam, Holy shit, I get to live. Oh my God, this is unbelievable. It's like a million dollars was handed to you. But in fact, we already know it's worth more than a million. You just said, I'd rather live than take a million. Okay, then it's better than that, but act like it. It's mindset, it's perspective. So now all of a sudden you believe that that, that, that you're, you're really, really fortunate to be alive. That's step one, you know, be grateful. Wake up as 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 if someone handed you a million dollars. Be that grateful the second you wake up. Then throughout the morning in the next hour, here's all I want you to do. I want you to learn something, okay? I want you to share something. I want you to eat something nutritious. Even if you eat like shit the rest of the day, man, this is just the million dollar morning. Wake up grateful. I want you to go learn something. Pick up a book, read 10, 15 pages, okay? I want you to go work out, invest in yourself, work on yourself, man. It's an investment into your health, your future. You know, the, the more healthier you are, the, the, the better you are for your family and your friends and your, your business and everything. So I want you to work out a little bit. I want you to, you know, open up a book, write down the five things that you want to accomplish today, not this month, today. And don't stop until you're finished with those things. Okay. If you literally wake up every morning and you do the million dollar morning, after probably 90 days, you will literally look back and say, dude, my life is completely different, completely changed my life. And all I had to do was the million dollar morning. If you want to take notes, write it down. I'm going to, I'm going to try to say it again. You wake up hundred percent grateful. You go to the gym, you eat right. You write down your goals. You share something. 
you write something. And again, whether it's your goals or in a journal, you write something. Okay. And then the last one is I want you to freaking ultimately find a, a relationship that you want to improve upon. So whether it's a text to your spouse, to your uncle, to your brother that you haven't seen in a while, to, to any kind of relationship you want to improve. Uh, I want you to write down that and figure out how can you improve a relationship of yours today. Believe it or not, man, I've, I've told people just, hey, every day text your wife and say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Every day, just randomly throughout the day, every single day, tell your wife, text your wife, I'm thinking about you. And watch how, how, watch how much better your life will be with your relationship. Your wife will start acting different. They'll, and what's crazy is she'll even start saying like, well, what's gotten into you? Why are you acting this way? Yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you, are you smoking something? Like what book did you read? You know, what is causing you to do this? And, and you just, you just keep telling her nothing, man. I just really appreciate you and wanted you to know it. Hey man, I'm thinking about you today. I thought you looked beautiful when I was leaving, leaving, leaving for work. I thought you were looking beautiful sleeping or, you know, Hey, I really appreciate you getting up early and taking care of the kids. I just wanted to thank you, acknowledge you. Hey, I'm getting ready to come home and, you know, just wanted to see if you wanted anything to be picked up, you know? I just texted my wife. She goes, huh? Thinking about me? <laughs> yeah, but dude, I'm telling you, you do, that every, dude, you do that every day. Your sex life will be better than it's ever been. Your relationship will be stronger than it's ever been. Okay? <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. It's like, dude, all you have to do is just a simple little thing and your relationships get stronger. What do most people do? They go out, they go through work, they take their wife for granted. What do we do? We, we take life for granted. You take your wife for granted. You take your life for granted. You take your health for granted. Everybody thinks that's not going to happen to me. Cancer's never going to hurt me. I'm never going to go broke. I'm never going to go bankrupt. I'm always going to be able to get a job. I'm always going to be able to do all right. Well, guess what, dude? It doesn't matter that that may be true. We're talking about how do you take it to the next level? How do you succeed? How do you improve, Right. And how you do that is you have to adopt the habits of the few, okay? And nobody's doing this. And the people that are, are are winning on an extreme basis. Ask anybody you know that's successful, Mo, do you get up early? And they're going to tell you, yes, I've never met an individual that is successful that does not get up early. So if there's people listening to this and you don't get up early, Instead of questioning, oh, because that's the rational, that's the rationalizing in your subconscious. Anytime you hear some good information and you start questioning it, and by the way, I mean, sometimes it might be bad information, so you should question shit. But when you hear something like, hey, I hear a gallon of water is good for me, but I don't do it. Why? Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's, no, no, you're rationalizing. Start to question that shit, man. You'll start to figure it out. It's not rocket science, bro. But that's the million dollar morning and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm mapping it out to where to where I can explain it better. But really what it means is, man, get up every morning with a really good attitude. Be grateful that you get to live. OK, then eat something nutritious, work out, write something down, improve a relationship, write down five goals that you want to accomplish today. So you actually have progress instead of just activity. Yeah. OK, 
And then, and then, and then ultimately do that every single day for 90 days, bro. You'll be in the best shape you've probably been in in a while. You're going to feel good. Your relationships are going to be strong. There's going to be no drama. You're going to make more than you've made in a long time. You're going to have a sense of accomplishment that you haven't had in a while. You're going to start standing up a little straighter. You're going to start being a little more confident because guess what? You are freaking kicking ass in life and you can feel it. You know it. And all I'm saying is try it. And if someone says, hey, I literally did the million dollar morning every day for 90 days and nothing changed, I'll give you freaking a grand because you're full of shit and you need some help. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I, uh, I, I think morning routines are the end all be all. Like you don't have one, it's not going to work. I'm going to write this out. I'll put it in a PDF form and I'll, I'll send it to a link where the listeners can download it if, you, if you're cool with that. Yeah, I'm cool with it, dude. I mean, again, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put it together to where it's like, you know, more packaged better, but at the end of the day, um, it's pretty much, you know, that's what you do in a nutshell. Again, I'm, by the time I come out with my million dollar morning program, it's, you know, it's going to be all well thought out and explained better, but that's what it boils down to, man. You know, wake up in the morning, be grateful, work out, eat right, hydrate, learn something, share something, write something and invest in a relationship. That's all you got to do. You're going to listen to this back. I, I imagine to write those down, but ultimately it's be grateful, work out, eat right, hydrate, learn something, share something, write something, invest in a relationship. And if you don't value yourself or love yourself, you're going to rationalize why you're not worth doing these things. And if you catch yourself doing that, then go back up and reprogram the subconscious. If you want to do that, it's very simple. Wake up. First thing you need to do is forgive yourself. Say you're sorry that you screwed yourself over and over and just forgive yourself. Okay. After that, do what you say you're going to do no matter what. Okay. After that, set a few goals and achieve them. And if you can't achieve them, guess what? You're not following number two, which is do what you say you're going to do. So don't make big, huge, stupid goals, but not for the day. I'm talking about for the day. Okay. Make those goals and don't come home until you achieve them. So you need to do what you say you're going to do no matter what. Okay. Then you need to set goals and achieve them. You need to be ethical. And then you need to remember that you can't make everybody happy and then do that consistently. And I guarantee you that's going to repair that self-worth that self-esteem issue that you have, and then you'll be able to do the million dollar morning. I, uh, the first thing you said to wake up and forgive yourself. I like that. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Well, again, I'm trying to think if this is true, what would like, let's say me and you were buddies, dude, buddies for life. I came over to your house. You found out I stole your money or I banged your girl or something like that. Yeah. And dude, you, you're pissed. How could you, you feel betrayed, right? You, you, you tell me to fuck off. Well, it's easy to tell someone to fuck off. What if it's you that fucked yourself? You can't tell yourself to fuck off. So what do you do? You start sabotaging your success. You start sabotaging your own health. You start screwing yourself back. So at the end of the day, it's almost like you're fighting with yourself. So, so if I did that and I called you up and, and dude, we were tight, bro. We were, we were good friends. And I said, dude, bros before hoes, man, I apologize. Or, or, or I stole your money. I'm like, here, dude, let me give your money back. And then some, I apologize, man. I miss you, bro. You know, we were, we were boys. Let's, let's, let's freaking let's, let's look past this shit. Yeah. And then you forgave me. You said, okay, dude, you said, okay, dude. And then three days, three days later, dude, I banged your girl again. What would you do then? 
to tell you to fuck up. Probably. Yeah, and, and and now, dude, and now, dude, you're not necessarily going to listen when I'm saying sorry. Right. So the so the reason you ask for forgiveness is because you've been screwing yourself your whole life, man. Procrastination, eating the wrong things, letting yourself down, sabotaging your own success. Ask yourself for forgiveness. Then when you give yourself forgiveness, step number two, and it's very important that you don't do this until you're ready to step two. Step two is commit 100% to do everything you say you're going to do. Because if, if you don't do what you say you're going to do after you've asked for forgiveness, it's kind of like me saying, sorry, bro, I won't do it again. And then I come over and do it again. Pretty soon, you're not going to allow me back in your life. But again, that's me. And that's okay because it's not yourself. But you screw yourself repeatedly after you promise yourself you won't. It's going to get harder and harder and harder to fucking climb out of that hole. And then you're going to find yourself depressed and you won't know why. You, it, you know, you start to see those people on the street that are talking to themselves. Dude, it might be because they've lied to themselves so many times that they're just literally in a struggle with themselves. Damn. That's some heavy ass shit. Not only that, dude, you start thinking about what people say. Hey, listen, man, if you want to help, it's up to you. You know, you're the only one that can help yourself. Well, dude, that's fucking true. You're the only person that can get yourself out of the situation that you put yourself in. Can't rely on anybody. At the end of the day, nobody's coming. And at least that's what I believe. And I'm not talking about, you know, the exception. People can say, well, I was down and out and someone came and saved me. Look, I'm not talking about the exception, kids. If you want to fucking use a hope as a strategy, go ahead. But if you want to dig yourself out of a hole where by the time you're done, you look back and say, God damn, that wasn't rocket science. This isn't fucking hard. What the hell was I doing? Yeah. Holy shit. It was almost like I was in this, this matrix. Yeah, it's like Christ almighty. This is not rocket science, folks. Get up in the morning early. Work out. Eat right. Feed your mind. Learn something. Why why do you want to learn something? Folks, I'm going to tell you why you want to learn something. Now, pay attention. You want to learn something for one reason. Because in order to change what you're getting, you have to change what you're doing. In order to change what you're doing, you have to change what you believe. Because the reason you're doing the things you do is because you believe the things you do. Does that make sense? So if you want to change what you believe, you have to change what you know. So you seek information and you learn something new so you can discard it or accept it. But you're never going to change your belief until you change what you know. So I have to learn. Someone says, hey, Muslim, uh, yeah, uh, Muslim, uh, that's not Muslim. What am I thinking? Uh, a Muslim is a what? Like a belief. You're Muslim. Okay, go study the Quran. Believe it or don't believe it, but study the Quran. Okay, go study the Bible. Believe it or don't believe it, but study the Bible. Hey, you're Jewish. Hey, go study the Torah. Believe it or don't believe it, but study the Torah. Uh, You're in self-help. Good. Go read the book, um, Think and Grow Rich. Believe it or not, but study the book. Okay. It doesn't matter that you believe what you're learning. It matters that you're learning new things so you can believe or not believe it. Because if you don't study new things, you're going to believe what you believe. And if you keep believing what you believe, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. 
Because in order to change what you're getting, you got to change what you're doing. And in order to change what you're doing, man, you got to change what you believe. It's the body. I mean, it's so, it's so simple. It's like, I know, I know. Why do people make it rocket science? Pick up a fucking book and read the fucking thing. And if you don't, and, and if you, and if you really want to get advanced, get a piece of paper and write a fucking book. It'll make you think, dude. And when you start thinking about what you believe. You start to really question whether you believe it or not. And then all of a sudden you're starting to seek new information. And the next thing you know, man, you believe differently. And when you believe differently, you act differently. And if you act differently, you get different things. So again, when someone says, how do I get more or how do I get success? Well, listen, if you, if you want to change what you're getting, change what you're doing. If you want to change what you're doing, change what you believe. So if you want to change someone's actions, you got to change their beliefs. It's just, you know, hey, it's not rocket science, but I'll tell you, if, you know, you you spend every waking hour obsessing about why your whole life, you start to create some thoughts and hypotheses that might end up actually being true. Like I might have stumbled across something with the whole subconscious mind thing. I mean, Think about it. Like, why do, a lot of, why do we a lot know of what's good for us, but yet we don't do it? Why do we celebrate by drinking poisonous liquid? Mm-hmm. Alcohol is poison. Yep. But yet when we want to go out and have fun and, 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 and celebrate, we drink poisonous liquid. It's not good for our bodies. It's not good for anything. So why are we drinking alcohol? And yes, I drink. So again, if people think I'm preaching, fuck you, dude. I'm right in the same boat as all you bastards. Okay, but 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 at least I'm questioning. I'm questioning why do why is this happening? Why do I want to go out and drink? Then I think, well, I want to get drunk and have fun. Well, why is being drunk fun? And I just keep saying why, 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 and I always want to know why. And it gets you to think. See, it gets you to think and then you, and then, well, let me Google this. Is that, is that, is that, is that why, is that why, is that why? And see, I'm constantly seeking new information, which is constantly changing my belief. And I'm trying to disprove this or prove on this. And next thing you know, man, I'm standing tall and proud and everyone's like, Brad, you're so successful. And here's what's funny, Mo. For every person that says I'm successful, I know someone that says I'm screwing up a billion dollar business opportunity. So which one's correct? Am I fucking am I fucking everything up or am I kicking ass? Cuz I'm doing the same shit and it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah. People think I'm killing it and then people think I'm screwing up. Which one's correct? Dude, I'm doing the exact same shit. Well, that that proves one thing that there is such a thing as a perspective. Because I'm the same person doing the same things. One person thinks I'm screwing it up, one person thinks I'm a hero. Who's correct? Who's correct? They're both correct because they believe that. Yeah. And again, when you get down to beliefs and mindsets, it's like, holy crap, that's the answer. Why don't your kids? Why don't my brothers? Why don't everybody in my family uh, make a bunch of money like me? Well, I'll bet you it's because they don't believe what I believe. And I can prove it because every time I go there for holidays or Christmas or something like that, you know, we sit there and argue about who's right and who's wrong. And you know what I always say? I say, dude, you keep doing what you're doing and I'll keep doing what I'm doing. Yep. I don't want to argue about it. You keep doing what you're doing. You can't win the argument. 
I don't want to argue. Listen, you keep doing what you're doing. I'll keep doing what I'm doing. Now, if I'm looking at you, Mo, and I'm like, son of a bitch, dude, I want what he's got. Well, then I'm going to shut my mouth and I'm going to say, hey, Mo, what are you doing? What do you believe? Right. And if you go, well, listen, here's what I believe. I'm writing notes like, goddamn, if, if Mo's got what I want, I need to figure out what Mo believes, what Mo does, because like action causes like results. If I go to the gym and pump iron, guess what? I'm going to get buff like the buff some bitches. Yeah. If I eat the way they eat and lift what they lift and go where they go, I'm probably going to be like they are. So all I say to people listening to this podcast is quit acting like it's rocket science because it's not. I'm also going to tell you another thing. You got to apply the shit, dude. Like if you hear me on the podcast today and I'm telling you exactly how to get rich, how to get successful and you don't do anything tomorrow, you're just listening to the next podcast. Dude, none of this shit matters because you have to actually do something with it. I go to these speeches they booked me for and, you know, I see the same faces over and over and over. And I'm thinking, dude, this is the third one I've seen you at. So I walk up. I'm like, hey, bro, what's happening? They're like, nothing, man. Just can't wait to hear you speak. And I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, dude, just, you know, trying to figure out how to get rich. And I'm thinking, dude, this is the third fucking event I've seen you at. And we're all saying the same shit we have at the last two. So, like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, go go actually implement some of the things you've learned. Because then what happens is you start to think and you start to learn new things like, hey, Brad said, do this. And I did it. And, 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 and I don't believe what he just said. Or you do the opposite. You're like, hey, I tried it and it fucking worked. Holy shit. But at the end of the day, you're applying it. Always apply what you're learning, folks. Don't read a book. Set it down and then read another book. Read a book. Apply what it says. See what happens. Change your beliefs and move ahead. Then grab another book. I always tell people, what book you read? And they're like, I'm reading this one and this one. Dude, read one book at a time. Yeah. That's what I do. Anyway, look, there's, and by the way, there's more than one way to skin a cat. It's funny, it's funny too, because here's a funny book. Look at this book. Stan, an autobiography. Oh, not, Satan. Not Stan. It says Satan. Satan. Somebody gave me this book before everybody freaks out on the podcast. Somebody gave me this book and I'm like, holy shit. And he said, it's not a book about Satan, dude. It's about Kabbalah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll read it. And he, and he lays it on my desk. And what's funny is somebody (laughs) came in, they look on my desk and there's a book that says Satan and autobiography. They're like, well, who the fuck is this guy? Is he a demon worshiper? Dude, that's what they were thinking. And, and a couple sure. of a couple of them looked at it, and they didn't even say a word about it. And and, and to me, it's like, dude, what are they thinking? Yeah. Which is funny because I don't give a fuck what people think. So I'm just curious as to, dude, what would they be thinking? And no, I haven't read the book yet, but wow, man, this is kind of a creepy looking title. But listen to this. Do you know me? I'm the adversary, and this is my story. I'm the little voice within you that makes you doubt, including doubting me. I'm depression, anger, jealousy, worry, fear, false pride, and selfish behavior. I thrive on neediness and disappointment, negativity, and cynicism. But, But here's a secret I'm revealing for the first time. No matter how low I have caused you to go, 
you have the power to get rid of me. Oh, interesting. Uh, now, now I might read the book. That was kind of interesting, but, interesting. but, but you see my point, dude, it's like, dude, pick up a book, man, read it. What's the worst thing? I read this book and I go, Oh dude, this is saying that I should love the devil. No, nope, I'm not interested. I don't <laughs> believe it. And I throw it away. What if I read the book, dude, and it changes my life. Right. You ever uh, looked into like uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza? Like, yeah, I'm, 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 re- I'm reading his book right now, Becoming Supernatural. Uh, have you re- uh, read Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself too? That one is insane. It's a lot of what you're mentioning, um, but I think you make it more, I don't want to say a little bit more basic, but a little bit easier to understand because like- Relatable. Know, very relatable because like people aren't going to get this shit. Like when you said- if you can't get out of your own head, wake up and, and forgive yourself. Like, I've never even fucking thought of that. Like, forgive yourself for all the fucked up shit that you've done and move on and start fucking basically reprogramming your, your mind and start doing new shit, feeding it new shit. And, and, not- and, and more importantly, do what you say you're going to do from that day forward. Say do, yeah. And by the way, that's if, huge. That's <clears throat> but listen to this. Think about this. If you know somebody that does what they say they're going to do, what, what do you, what, how would you describe that person? Think about it. Listen, use me as an example. Reliable. You know me, you know me, and you know everything I say I'll do, I do. No matter what, what would you, what would you, what words would you use to describe me? Reliable, successful, honest. Trustworthy. Trustworthy. Ethical. Yep. Integrity. Yep. Are those good things to be? Absolutely. Again, one of those things like, duh. Okay, so start being those things with yourself, okay? Ask for forgiveness and then start doing everything you say you're going to do and don't let yourself down because all you're doing is letting yourself down. Because if if you tried to describe me when nothing I ever say I do, now use words. What do I, what are you going to describe me as? Liar, piece of shit, unreliable, dude. If, do you want to be described that way and forget and forget this, forget what everybody else thinks. That's not what we're talking about here. I don't care if you think I'm unreliable. That doesn't affect shit. Okay. I care if I think I'm unreliable, right? Because that's when I don't value myself. That's when I don't respect myself. That's when I don't love myself and I start to actually hate myself. And that's when I, And by the way, it doesn't tell you, it's not going to be obvious to you. It's going to be, you won't understand why you can't get ahead. Why am I not making millions of dollars? How does this idiot that's making millions of dollars fucking make millions of dollars? I'm so much better than them and I can't make any money. You know what that's called? That's called your ego. That's not you. Okay, because first of all, if you're hating on someone that's making money, you're not going to make much money, dude. You don't hate up. Okay, if someone's making money and you hate on them for making money, that's a problem also. It's a whole nother podcast we'll get into. But dude, if you really just break this podcast down, I don't know if you edit or not. You'll probably edit out all the chit chat. But I can tell you right now, what we just discussed could save people's lives if they just do what I'm talking about forgive themselves and then make a commitment to always do what they say they're going to do. And then what's going to happen after you start setting some goals and achieving them is you start sitting up a little taller. You start realizing, Hey, I deserve a little more. 
And then you start doing a little more. And what's crazy is if you want to get more, fucking do more. Yep. People are always like, hey, how do I get to the next level? I say maximize the level you're on. Because if you think about it, and this is the level, and you're right here, and you're trying to figure out how to get to here, if you maximize the level you're on, guess what you're on? You're on the bottom of the next level. So when people are trying to figure out how do I get to here, fucking maximize this level, and you are there. And then you're like, okay, well then how do I get to the next level? Dude, maximize that level, and you're on the bottom of the next level. So quit worrying about the next level and start worrying about the one you're on, bitch. Start freaking focusing on the one you're on. <laughs> oh, man, we would have fun smoking cigars and drinking scotch. Well, dude, if I'm ever in Portland, I'll look you up. If you're ever in Vegas, do the same. I will. But uh, but uh, again, I mean, you know, and by the way, just for your listeners, no, I'm not preaching, dude. Look, I got cigar right here. Look at this bitch. By the way, what is that? Opus X? Oh, no, that's a, that's a Christoph knockoff of an Opus X. But again, will I drink? Will I poison myself? People are going to be like, well, Brad, why you poison yourself? I heard you preaching. Dude, I'm just like everybody else, man. I'm no fucking saint. Well, you well, well at least you're succeeding. In, in whose fucking opinion? Not mine. Not my opinion. I don't think I'm any better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Shit, I gotta hit. I gotta hit the B word. When I'm a billionaire, I'll start becoming maybe a little bit convinced that I'm that I'm cool. Okay, I'm just like everybody else, dude. I'm broke at another level. I like that. I'm broke at another level. That's some good shit. Yeah. Well, aren't we all? So again, dude, if you're gonna be broke, you might as well be broke at another level. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm not afraid. That's another thing because I'm not afraid to use money. You know, people people think you know to be rich, you have to have a bunch of money. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you that that's total bullshit. All you have to have is access to money. Okay, you don't need give me an the example. Money. Well, like if I give you ten million dollars, are you yeah. rich? Are you rich? Well, if you give me ten million, yeah. Okay. Now, what if I said, "Here's ten million, but you can't spend it. You can't use it." And then I. It's worthless to me. What do you mean? You got $10 million, bro. But I can't use it. I can't invest it. I can't build something with it. What am I going to do with it? Exactly. Which tells you that money is fucking worthless if you don't use it. So everybody's telling you to save it, save it, save it, save it for fucking what? Yeah. It's, It's meant to be used, man. It's a tool. It's almost like I come over to your house. And you're and you're trying to build a, a bigger house, and I and I see a, a shed full of tools, and I walk up, and you're sitting there using a butter knife trying to build a house. I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm building a house, and I'm like, well, why aren't you using all those tools? And you're like, oh, I'm saving those. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, I'm saving those. That's just foolish. Hey, and by the way, I was told by my parents to save my tools. <laughs> I better save my tools just in case it rains someday. Fuck, why does it got to rain to use your fucking tools? Listen, my advice would not be to save for a rainy day. My advice would be to follow the sun. Okay, don't let it rain. How about that? Yep. Invest invest your money, make more money. When you get more money, get rid of it and, 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 and more returns and then get rid of it and more returns. And you're like, holy shit, now it's so much, you got so much money, you can't get rid of it. It's hard to get rid of it. And then you get rid of it and you finally get rid of it and pretty soon it fucking shit, shit ton comes back. And you're like, holy crap, I can't get rid of all this money. 
Like you, you literally, the richest people I know have no money. They don't, they don't keep it. it. They get rid of it. And then it comes back and you're like, no, get rid of it. Now, again, I don't say blow it. I'm not saying fucking burn it. I'm saying use it wisely. Don't blow it, invest it. People call me, they're like, Brad, you're telling people to blow their money. No, I'm not. I'm telling them to get rid of it. If you got $7 million in the bank, it ain't doing shit sitting there. Like, get rid of it. Go put it somewhere where it's going to work. And next thing you know, you have $7.5 million come back. And you're like, son of a bitch, I got to get rid of this. Now you got 10 million come back. You're like, dude, I don't want this. I got to get rid of it. Now you got 20 million. And boom, 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 pretty soon you're a billionaire. And everyone's like, how'd you do it? And they're going to assume that you have all this money. Dude, a lot of those billionaires, they don't have any liquid money. They just have access to it. They just control the money. If I could do anything over, bro, there'd be two things. I'd yep. seek knowledge faster. Yep. And I'd freaking invest money more wisely. Like, dude, I've, I've, I've spent so much money trying to impress people that if I had it all back, it would be impressive. But none of those people remember all of the things I spent my money on. Nope. You know, there's been $10,000 tables sitting around there drinking with people I don't even talk to anymore. And I guarantee you, dude, they don't wake up every day and think, man, that was such a great time partying with Bradley. They don't give a rat's ass. Give me that $10,000 back. Give me all the money I've spent trying to impress people because impressing people has no value. Okay. Then you, then you go invest that money into something that actually returns. And man, I'd have a shit ton of money right now. What's your, what's your number one? What's your favorite? Was real estate? Is companies? My favorite thing is my favorite thing is myself. I know it sounds cliche, but dude, I like to invest in myself because it's fun, um, and I get to enjoy it more. So my number one favorite investment is me, and then my second favorite investment is my company, and then my third favorite investment is real estate, commercial real estate. And I'm just, I'm just getting into that. I, I, I've been brain dead for a lot of years. I've been watching old Cardone, yeah. People that I know in real estate, and they're just getting richer and richer on real estate. And I'm thinking, man, why don't I have it? I always thought, dude, I don't want to mess with a bunch of fucking broken toilets. Right. I didn't know that you could hire a management company to deal with all that shit. Like I, I wasn't even paying attention. So again, you know, if I could do it over, man, I would invest my money more wisely. I'd be a huge real estate guy. Um, but my favorite investment is me and my company. Um, that gives me the ability to, to, to help all the people I want to help and do all the things I want to do. And without my company, you know, I wouldn't have the ability to invest in real estate. So right. people always are like, you know, trying to, you know, second guess or question what people do. Listen, when you get in a plane, they're going to tell you first thing, anything happens, you put your own mask on first. Yep. Because if you can't breathe, you're not going to be able to help your kids or anybody else. Okay, well, I believe that. So guess what? I'm helping myself first. I'm invested in myself first. My happiness, my needs, my development, my growth, my comfort, my security. Okay? Secondarily, my business. Why? Because again, that's that's the best investment I can make, I can think of. I mean, this company is the best investment out there. Okay. And then 
after that, I think real estate, you know, I like Bitcoin, but you know, it's too volatile, but I got a little yeah. Bitcoin, but I don't consider that investment. I can, I consider that a gamble. 100%. I agree. Speculation. But I, I, mean, I, I do believe that, that cryptocurrency is the way of the future. I agree. I agree. Um, do you prefer commercial over residential? Absolutely. Dude, if you if the if the if the world goes to shit and the and the economy crashes, you know, people are going to need a place to live, right? And right. let's say the let's say the house that you own is expensive, and someone can't afford the rent. What are they going to look for? They're going to look for a fucking one, two, three bedroom apartment, right? Well, I'd rather own apartments than a house. And not only that, dude, for the for the mortgage not to be paid on an apartment building, you're going to you're going to need almost everybody to move out, which is less likely. You get stuck with the mortgage on a house is one person needs to move out and that's it. And then you're paying for that house. And if you ain't got the money, dude, you're screwed. Yeah. So so if you've got a, a unit with 15 families in it, five of them move out the 10 families will still pay that building's payment but if you own a house with a family in it and they move out bitch you in trouble fuck i gotta dump the house but i but i like commercial uh better in that regard but i like you know uh, multi-family commercial but even strip malls um warehouses are better than strip malls like to me i'm looking at a strip mall across out the window I'd, I'd, I'd prefer to own that over a house because I can rent it out. But, but again, if the economy goes to shit, those guys are not going to pay for that as right. much as they'll pay for their apartment. Right. Cause they're gotta have somewhere to live, but they don't have to keep their business open. Right. And if that guy over there and that that's renting 3,100 square feet to sell his blinds, you know, shit hits the fan. There's not enough business to pay his rent. That dude's not paying me the building owner, but he is going to pay the rent, the landlord cause he ain't moving his family out. And if they're like, well, they'll, they'll, they'll get kicked out of their apartment too. Well, no, they can just move in their friend or move in with a friend or who knows. I mean, that's all that negative shit, dude. I don't even think negatively. Right. But, but when people say there's a recession coming, I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't, even, I don't get it. It's just opportunity. But what, what recession? Like the last recession, I didn't, I didn't even feel it. Like I'd go to the movies. Movies were still full. Restaurants were still full. The malls were still full. What was what, what recession? What are you talking about? Oh, people's values in their homes went down. Well, that's because they were overinflated in the first place. They weren't going down. They were going back to where they should have been in the first place. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Uh, here's here's what I do know. Okay. None of us are going to live forever unless. We do something while we're here that lives on forever. Like my goal is to be talked about long after I'm gone. It's crazy, dude. People die. And within a couple of months, man, nobody gives a shit anymore. You're gone about. Yeah, nobody gives a shit anymore. Like everybody cries the first week. And then you see somebody like two months later, they're happy. They're going to dinner. They're fucking getting drunk. They're going to events they're doing whatever they do they're working out and it's like well sorry next like dude nobody nobody gives a shit so guess what if nobody gives a shit all you can do is try to make a mark on this earth to where when you die people still talk about what you did while you were here to me that's success 
I mean, look at Martin Luther King. Look at freaking John F. Kennedy. Look at freaking, you know, Abraham Lincoln. Like, you know, dude, they did something. I think that's success when they live, when you, when you're, the story of you lives on. I want to, I want to make sure that there's, there's a story after I go, like the Bradley story. And it could be, man, that guy was the funniest some bitch on earth. Okay, good. That's good enough for me. As long as you keep talking about me, I'm good. Is that an ego thing? I'm trying to figure out too. Is that an ego thing that I want people to remember me? Is that just ego? You know, I, I've thought about that. I feel like it's more of like, uh, <clears throat> maybe it's our own mortality. Like, I feel like human beings, uh, we live as though we we're going to live forever, you know, and, and the notion that people die, even though we know people die, we know that we're, I feel like, like me personally, I feel like, like this is an internal life when in reality it's not. So maybe it's a form of like, kind of coping with mortality, like I still want to be present after I'm gone. I don't know necessarily if that would be ego, per se. Dude, how's that vape? It's good. It's really smooth. Uh, this is my favorite one. It's the uh, the Vupu Drag version 2. And then this is a Zeus tank. It's a buildable tank, so I can modulate the coil. And it's really good juice. It's nice and smooth. See, dude, you're, you're making me want to get my, my vape stick back out. Dude, fuck the steak. Get the box. They last like literally three, four days without charging. No, I'm done vaping, bro. I'm done vaping. I'm done vaping. It's fine. I'll come out. We'll smoke a cigar. The lungs. I'm I'm 50, bro. How old are you? How old are you? 34. Yeah, see, dude, you got 16 years of fucking with your lungs and you'll be fine. Dude, I'm 50 and I'm thinking, damn, dude, the other day I was watching some old man in this fucking restaurant and he was carrying around this oxygen tank because he couldn't breathe, couldn't breathe. So I started talking to him. He had something called COPD. I don't even know what that stands for, but he had some sort of freaking thing where he couldn't get his lungs were not as good. I asked him, he said he smoked and all this. And now he's got, he's got to carry around oxygen and he can't breathe very well. And I just started, you know, and then I was smoking on my vape and I'm thinking, dude, what am I doing? Why do I hate myself? (laughs) (coughs) That's funny. How often do you smoke cigars? Shit. Once or twice a year. Just depends on the occasion. Sometimes, you know, I'll I'll smoke, I'll smoke a cigar any, anytime there's an occasion to. Um, you know, if Sean Whalen shows up or, or or anybody that smokes cigars shows up and we're out drinking, having fun, and they give me a cigar, I'll puff on a cigar. But I'm not inhaling cigars. Oh, I'm, fuck I'm, just, I'm just puffing on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll puff on a cigar still, but I'm not. I'm not inhaling it. I, I don't know. I don't know how people inhale that shit. I just. Well, you inhale that fucking shit. I inhale this. And you inhale it deep, dude. And I can promise you right now, bro. It is coating. The inside of your lungs was some sort of shit. I know this. Why? Well, because if you if you suck on that vape in a in a inside of a, a box or a window for for a minute, you'll there'll be a film on the window. There is, yeah. Okay, so that film's got to be on your lungs. And then uh, on occasion, I've gotten up in the morning and like I coughed and almost like it was it was it wasn't black like a smoker's cough chunk or whatever comes up lung cookie but dude i've gotten up in the morning before and and coughed and like had some sort of like white 
phlegm come out of my freaking lungs and I'm like, what the hell? You're dude, really it's that, for me. dude, it's that shit coating your lungs. Ah. Have you ever have you ever coughed and had some shit come up? No. Yeah. Well, keep smoking. It will. <laughs> you will. Hey, good the good news about the lungs, dude, is they rebuild themselves. That your lungs will rebuild themselves. It's so if you yeah, you got to just stop. If you just stop and let your lungs do what they're supposed to do, which is take in oxygen, they will they will like unclog and 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 make themselves better. Unless you've damaged them so bad that they can't. Um, but dude, listen, I smoked for shit probably 10, 15 years. Camel lights, fucking pack a day. Then then I quit that, and then I started vaping. Then I quit that. Then I started vaping after again when I went back to it. And so, and, and my lungs are great, dude. I went and got a whole freaking x-ray, dude. My lungs are fine. So, dude, it doesn't mean you're, it, it, you can smoke your entire life and never have a problem. And you can have a problem and never smoke. That's true. So, again, here's what, I, here's what it boils down to. Fuck it, dude. Enjoy life. If you enjoy it, do it. But I don't enjoy it because my mindset won't allow me to. Like, I start to think every time I do something I know I shouldn't be doing, why do I hate myself? Like, I, what, what did I do to myself or to others that makes me hate me so much that I will allow me to ingest poison? You've ruined vaping for me. <laughs> hey, I might have just saved your life, too. <laughs> you might have. <laughs> like, everybody always says, oh, my God, it's good that you stopped smoking. Do you see all those reports of all the deaths now? And I'm thinking, dude, that's propaganda from the big tobacco oh, yeah. companies. That, that ain't real. Like, dude, there's a million, billion people vaping. Cigarette companies, tobacco companies realize it smacked the tobacco industry. Huge legislators and people are spinning it to where now you're supposed to be afraid of vaping. Yep. Folks, vaping is better than smoking. It has to be. Yep. So if you're going to do one or the other, dude, I'd definitely vape. Fuck yeah. Not only that, like one of the guys that they said died from it was it was smoking a THC, a weed pen. And prior to that, he was shooting up heroin and taking a whole bunch of pills. Like, but vaping killed him. Yeah. But what was what was up with the vape pen? I don't know. Something in the THC bubbled up. They also said that this dude was buying like, like some of these people make the shit at home. They buy it like off market, whatever, and they try to make their own stuff and then they try to smoke it or vape it or whatever so like you never know man like it's 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 crazy all i know is when i wake up in the morning and i take a big deep breath it feels wonderful now and when i was vaping and i've only stopped like what's been a couple weeks a couple weeks yeah when i got up in the morning and i take a deep breath i felt like a little wheeze of some kind really <sighs> like it was like a wheeze yeah. How long, have you been, how long have you been vaping? Probably about a year. Oh shit, dude. Yeah, enjoy, I, enjoy I, yourself. And I never was <laughs> I never was a smoker. I uh, I just smoked cigars from time to time occasionally and I smoked hookah like occasionally. But I was never and That's another and that's another thing I'll keep doing. Hookah? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, that's one of those things where look, if hookah's going to kill me, might as well kill me. Yep. Yep. All that extra filtration. <laughs> You got a couple hookahs? I, I got some good Khalil Gibran ones I can send you. I get them directly from Beirut. Well, you never turn down a good hookah. But I've got some, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Jalil Mahmoud or something? Yeah, yeah. Khalil Mahmoud, yeah. 
Very I got cool. I got I got one of those, and then I got I forget what they're called, but yeah, I got two. The 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 hookah piece was like four ninety five. Yeah, and the bowl, you know, the bowls aren't expensive, but the piece was like four ninety five, and I, I from what I hear, that's a that's a pretty good one. Yeah, they're good. But you know, every time we do a hookah, which is you know once every three four months. Um, you know, you get that big bellowing smoke and it's good. So it must be yeah. good. Yeah. But dude, I dude, I won't turn down one. Tell send me how much they are. Send me your address. I will. Have you ever had an all glass one? Have you tried an all glass one before? No. Oh, buddy. So like the 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 Khalil Gibran and the ones that you have, the Mahmoud, they're they're traditional, right? They're very, very good. They smoke really well. The glass, they're a lot cleaner. They're a lot fuller. Uh, you get uh, it's kind of like I don't know if you ever smoked out of a bong before, but it's yeah. kinda, it's kind of like smoking out of a bong with extra filtration in it. And then like the the top, the head isn't clay; it's all glass. The cover is glass, and so it's just super, super smooth. I'll send it over to you. There it is. I threw it in the chat. I need to copy this before I delete it. Before it gets deleted. Uh, let's see, Bradley. Send hookah. There we go. Sweet brother. Yeah, hookah's good. Hookah's real good. I used to have uh, back in the day, like when I was a kid, we would have these little travel ones that come in these little suitcases. We'd take it out in the car. I'm, I'm telling. I'm like, it's literally like probably like this this tall, right? And they have a little hose and. I'd be driving. My buddy would be sitting next to me, and that roll, window rolled down. He would just be smoking hookah out the car. <laughs> Fucking stupid shit I used to do. Dude, Mo Nabolzi. How do you say your last name? Nabolzi. You got uh, what, it. What are you? I'm Lebanese. And were you born there or born here? I was born here. I lived there for about 11 years. You got to speak another language then. I do. Which one? Arabic. Ah, Antikalabi Arabi. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. There you go. Anamarati Masri. You sound, you do have a Masri accent. Well, she's from Egypt. That's, yeah. That's but it's Egypt. not, it's not my, ma, my Marathi anymore. Oh, divorced? Yeah. Salam tak. She, she, uh, she just wanted to be the boss and I couldn't, there can only be one boss and that's me. Arabs and Latinas, my man. But I used to, but I used to uh, go over there, which is funny because when I first, um, when I first was dating her, her family wanted me to marry her. Her family's very traditional, and so I asked her brother, "What does let me think mean?" And he said, "Fucker." Oh my god! And he said, and I said, "What?" And he said, "I said, what does like think mean?" He said, "Fucker," like say think. Fakir. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. So, so, so her dad came like up. Yeah. Yeah. Her dad came up and he said, "Well, when will you marry my daughter?" And I said, "Let me fuck her." I'm gonna need. <laughs> I'm gonna need. That's I'm gonna, It isn't a joke. I said, "I'm gonna need. To, I'm gonna need to fuck her." You first. said that. You said that shit for real. Yeah, I said I'm gonna need to fuck her <laughs> first. And and he and he was like, "Whoa, okay, okay," and I'm like. Man, this is crazy, dude. I, I like these Arabs, dude. They let you fuck out at first. <laughs> um, and then, and then um, the other thing is, is, is their, her mom always cooked this meal, and I loved it. What is it? And it was called olas or something like that. 
Olas. Olas. Egyptian food differs from Lebanese. Every every. Oh yeah, you're Lebanese. They were Egyptian, but they but it was called olas. So so they have that would always. What is it? Well, it's like this meat and rice and kufta or something. But oh, kufta, yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorite. Yeah. Anyway, so so they they call it olas, and so they'd call me or my wife would say, "Hey, we have to go to my mom's house on Sunday." And I said, okay. And so her brother would call and say, are you coming over to eat my mom's old ass? I'm like, I don't know about that. People say, Enta Majnoon, Enta Matakhalaf. Enta Majnoon, that's so funny. Oh my God. So how long were you with with her for? 10 years. You have any children with her? Two. So you got Egyptians and... And then, and then, and then, uh, uh, they'd always say Yom Asal, Yom Basal. Yeah, that means one day honey, one day onion. Do you, do you ever have that uh, holiday where you wake someone up with onions? No. Yeah, dude, I don't know about all that. No, I don't know about that. But uh, that's crazy, though. Small world. Yeah. Well, I was wondering why you were smoking hookah. I knew you must have been Middle Eastern somehow. I mean, what gave it away? <laughs> The beard, beard. It was a lot longer. It was a lot longer too. I just trimmed it up. My wife said I look too much like a jihad, so I had to trim it up. Dude, do you get fucked with on airplanes? You know the funny thing is, is I don't. Dude, I feel bad because like when I do go on an airplane and I do see like an Arabic-looking fellow, I always think to myself, "Shit, dude." Come on, man. Not this one, please. I hope you're a freaking regular dude and you're not freaking done with life cuz dude, you never know, man. If they if they if they are if they are an extreme um I don't know what you're called, a uh, jihadist or an extreme yeah. whatever they're called. And then they're just like they they believe that they're going to do this for Allah and you know, you, it, they don't care and like I know it's a little bit um stereotypical to think, but it's like Anyone could blow up a fucking airplane, but whenever I see like a really, 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 uh, uh, I don't want to say Arabic-y looking, but in other words, like really Arab looking, I always, for a second, think, I hope they're not going to blow me up. Now, is that what you call racist? I mean, I would say it's more stereotyping, just like you would with like every bad driver, you think they're Asian and and you know mexican women are fertile you know it, it is are what they're what they're fertile they are see i've never i never thought the asians are bad drivers but because of 9-11 which by the way could have been us here in the u.s doing that shit blaming it on the fucking jihad that's a com- that's a conversation for a later time that's another one <laughs> but that, that, that conspiracy shit gets really interesting oh yeah but 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 like I've never heard Asians are bad drivers, or I've never thought that. Like when I see an Asian, I don't think, oh, you must be a bad driver. I've never I've never heard Mexicans or, or Latinos are fucking fertile. What, my, what other ones? My I don't know, but my wife she's Puerto Rican Mexican, and she when we were met, we uh, she was told that she can't have kids. She has this like this blood disorder, and uh, within I think like the first year, she popped up twins. Oh well, that's awesome. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. But I've never heard Mexican or Latino girls are 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 fertile. Yeah, they what I mean, the most most of the the Hispanic families are just like got like 8 to 12 kids. 
Well, nobody can say I'm a racist against Arabics because I'm, I'm married a, a Middle Eastern. Uh, my kids are half Egyptian. Yeah. Uh, my my grandmother's pure Spanish. My my grandfather's pure Irish. Like I'm such a mutt, dude. No, I can I got a little bit of everything in me. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go do that uh, DNA test to see what else is in me. But dude, like one thing's for certain. Okay, in this day and age, man, we all need to realize one thing. Okay, we're the human race, and if we don't start getting along and stop worrying about stupid shit, like again, Muslims, I. When people ask me, what am I? You know what I say? Krishuslam. Krishuslam. I'm a Krishuslam. A Christian and a Muslim. Yeah. Because, dude, a good, a real good buddy of mine, so Muslim, you never, I mean, like, praise when it's time to pray and the whole bit. One of the best dudes you ever want to meet, dude, that guy right there. So he got me reading the Quran. And, dude, I mean, it's totally believable. If you can believe the Bible, you can believe the Quran. Right. So, and, and not only that, if you read the Quran, there's some like good shit in there. Well, you read the Bible, there's some good shit in there. Well, you read the Torah, there's some good shit in there. I know some Jew buddies of mine that are freaking great. Like the Jewish, the, 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 the Jewish people that I know, they don't freaking not spend money. And they're not like what, you know, you, you hear a Jewish joke. It's always like they don't spend money. Dude, every Jewish person I know spends money. Me too. So it's like, I don't, I don't get that joke at all or those jokes at all, the stereotypes. But here's what I do know. We're all human beings, no matter what nationality we are. We're all human beings, no matter what religion we believe in. And if we don't start realizing that we need to let people be people. If you want to believe in a freaking alien spaceship, good for you. If you want to believe in Jesus, good for you. If you want to believe in Muhammad, good for you. If you want to believe freaking gay marriages, I don't care what people do. As long as people are good people, period. 100%. 100%. We're, gonna, we're getting dangerous, man. You got those Antifa people up there just smacking people because they like Trump. Like, dude, if someone likes Trump, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit if someone likes Hillary Clinton? Like, who cares, man? Are you a good person? That's what I care about. Right. Do you do the right thing? Are you looking to help other people? If, if you saw someone uh, getting beat up, would you jump in and stop them? If you saw an animal getting attacked, would you save the animal? Are you a good person? I am. And that's what I need everyone to understand. And then, dude, this is funny, too, because I never get political. This isn't really political, is it? It's it's humanistic. It it is, 100%. And here I am talking to you with a freaking book about Satan on my desk. As as, As told by Yehuda Berg, author of The Power of Kabbalah. Interesting. Yeah, well, dude, I'm studying religions right now. It's fascinating. I, I went through that. I, I I studied Buddhism. I was raised a Muslim. Um, now I'm studying uh, the the Bible, particularly Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm I'm really really fascinated. And I like Jehovah's Witnesses because dude, they say that there is no hell. Right. I like that idea. Yeah. My wife was raised a, initially she was raised Catholic and then a, then Jehovah's Witness. And so I've been studying up on that. I got the Bible somewhere around here. But religion is fascinating. Well, here, I'll leave you with this. Everyone that claims to be a Christian says that their Lord and Savior is a gentleman by the name of Jesus. Go look up what his actual name is because it's not Jesus. 
People are always like, what does that mean? Well, again, just start looking. Bible tells you, seek and you shall find. Mm-hmm. Hey, go, go look, go seek, go, go investigate. Why? What is God's name? Just type that into Google. What is God's name? And start searching and seeking and learning. And, and, and man, you find some really interesting stuff about religion. All the way from, again, Kabbalah, I've, I've heard about it. I've never really got into it. That's why this dude brought me this book, because basically this ain't a book about Satan. It's a book about Kabbalah. And I'm like, you know, so he brought it to me. So I'm going to read that. I'm going to read a bunch of stuff. I, I just, I'm just interested to figure out. I believe we have a higher power. I don't know what fully to believe. Again, I mean, like, you know, who, who's right? The Muslims, the Christians, the, the, the is it is it Judaism? Is it Buddhism? Is it? Is it the, the the Kabbalah? There's there's even older ones, man. Oh, yeah. Old 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 ones. Like who's right? Who's wrong, man? How do we know? I'm just trying to get to the truth, brother. Just trying to get to the truth, man. Amen to that. If you if you find the truth before I do, let me know. And if I find the truth, I'll let you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Good enough. <laughs>